The Sex Ed with Tim podcast is recorded on the traditional territory of many nations, including the Mississaugas of the Credit, the Anishinaabeg, the Chippewa, the Haudenosaunee, and the Wendat peoples, and is now home to many diverse First Nations, Inuit, and Métis people. We acknowledge that Toronto is covered by Treaty 13, signed with the Mississaugas of the Credit, and the Williams Treaty, signed with multiple Mississaugas and Chippewa bands. You're listening to Sex Ed with Tim. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of the Sex Ed with Tim podcast. I'm your host, Tim. I'm a certified sex educator. I identify as a chaotic homosexual. And what's the difference between a tire and 365 condoms? One's a good year and the other's a great year. He got it. He got it. He got it. Oh my God. I just want to talk about love throughout the years, sex throughout the years, and who better to talk about this wonderful topic other than sexologist E. Michelle and her hubby Rico. How are you, my favorite messy cousins? <laughs> We're wonderful. We're wonderful. Well, you know, Rico officially has a sexologist moniker. With his oh my God, well. yes! Sexologist Rico! <laughs> yes! Yeah. We're wonderful. I can't, you know, I could complain, but ain't nothing. What is it going to do? We're great. Oh, my God. That's so fucking cool. What is it that you guys... We're still fucking. We're still fucking. (laughs) I would be worried if you weren't. Exactly. I'd have to call 911 and the World Health Organization and be like, you got to send some people over there now. They're not fucking anymore. Uh, This is an emergency. Something is not right. Yeah, it's an yeah. emergency. Uh, it's truly a sign of an epidemic. But climate change. Genital climate change. Oh no. <laughs> oh my god. But like, I just want to get into this conversation. But before we do that, how are you both? You guys are so far away from me, and I just want to see you. Yeah, I. We I know. we are thinking about making a trip to Canada. <gasps> yeah, we gotta put it like we gotta, we gotta put, put it, it in together. in 2023. Yes, um, with everything that we have going on right now, with pleasure masters and you know, children getting ready to leave and Rico retiring, it's been it's been a little hectic, but we're we're working through all of that. Other than oh that, I'm busy, God. busy, booked, busy and blessed. Book? Yes, book. Yes, oh, yeah. yes, oh, yeah. we are, we are. That's so lovely. And you're both sexologists now, so that's a different chapter of your life, which is, I'm pretty sure there's a story there. Yeah, I mean, you want to share? You want me? You share first. (laughs) Uh, We've been in this industry so long. Like, 2008 is when I got started in the sexuality industry. And so for us to, to go from, okay, we're doing the the things that we didn't necessarily know was going to propel us toward this direction now and seeing it turn out to what it is now where people are like, hey, you know, can we book y'all? Let, let me pay you $5,000 to come and do an hour show type of thing. Ooh. And it's like, yeah, let's do that. Let's mm. let's do that. Let's sign up for that. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Wow. 
I'm trying to get to the point where I'm talking about fucking <laughs> and I'm not turning wrenches or working yeah. for anybody else. So, <laughs> so right now when you're talking about fucking, is it like, like what's the situation right now with you, Rico? Is it very like, when taboo? I'm talking about fucking now, I'm fucking. But, or, or we are doing our best to educate people when we come in contact with them, things like that. But for the most part, yeah, I'm, fucking is like my primary occupation, dream occupation. <laughs> I mean, as someone who was getting paid to fuck for four years, I totally understand. It's right? a great right? source of income. Oh my yes. God. You guys are just like the cutest fucking couple. And I'm so jealous. Can you tell us a little bit about how you met and how you got to where you are now? You telling that story? Too. <laughs> I want to hear. Rico always looks at me for me to tell this story. We all want to hear it. I will definitely tell it. I, 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 I turn to look at him because I expect for him to like jump in, and he's always like, Mm-mm. "You started." <laughs> um, <laughs> so let me just share. I have been in. I had been previously married, right? Mm-hmm. I've been in a marriage for seven and a half years. Decided that after we had start, you know, divorced. I went out with a friend of mine, a friend of mine, and it was so funny because she was like, she was a lesbian. And so she was telling me, listen, get in, get in on this. It was like, let me just say the, the phone line chat version of Tinder way back when in 2001, <laughs> right? So she's telling me, she's like, you got to get on. She says, I go on the man side because, you know, she wanted to talk to, to women. Mm-hmm. She was like, but you go on and talk to, you know, talk to guys, listen to them. So I got on late one night and was listening. And it has a little thing where you listen to somebody's voice. And if they're interested in you, they'll like ping you or whatever. But I listened to one dude's voice. And then the second message was Dorico's. Dorico, put your voice on. Put put your voice on in. No, wait, hold up. Let me get it together. All right, all right. Uh, Mr. Spielberg and action. Hey, yeah, this is uh, Dorico. <laughs> so I'm about to uh, get off of this line pretty soon, but here's my number. And, you know, maybe you can just kind of hit me up later. And scene. <laughs> right? I was oh. like, I'm like, his voice is sexy. Oh. So, so I just, I was, it was so interesting because I was getting ready to send him a message. And he sent me a message before I could send him one so I took his phone number and I waited about an hour to call him and then I called him and it was just like just before midnight we stayed on the phone from just before midnight until 7.45 the next morning just up talking wow we talked about everything we met in person a week later and we have been together ever since that's so cute. That's like a teenage love story. That's so <laughs> no, sweet. Like, people are like, yeah, I never broke up. No, we've never broke up. No. We've been never. together. Just Nope. Never had any breakups or nothing like that. We've been in this thing since December. What? What well, we met. What's the actual official day that we meet? The December. 20- or... We met in person December 1st, but we met on the phone the 27th or something like that of November. Two thousand eight, you said two thousand eight. Two thousand one. Two thousand one. Wow, going on yeah. twenty years. Like, what is your secret? <laughs> Holy shit! 
Like, oh, man. wow, because There's a few I, of them. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, the reason I, I asked this is because I know, like, a lot of couples, they face those, like, you know, those hills and valleys of, like, passion. Mm -hmm. But from our interactions on Clubhouse, I just don't get a shortage from both of you. <laughs> like, you're, it always seems like because Clubhouse is audio only, I feel like you guys are getting your guts rearranged and we don't know it. And... <laughs> <laughs> Right? So, I think like, <laughs> like, what's your secret to keeping the love alive for so long and the passion? I'm going to say I had uh, at least one good role model for uh, a long term relationship with my aunt and uncle. They were married for 52 years. Um, and the best advice my uncle ever gave me was, if you're going to cheat on your wife, you might as well cheat on your wife with your wife. So, oh, I thought I said, don't get caught. Um, <laughs> no. no, that's, that's the antithesis of what <laughs> not happening. No, I was, uh, I, I just became a big proponent of making sure that I never, um, never frowned upon my own kinks. And made sure that she understood what they were uh, mm. and my, my fetishes. And, of course, uh, I have fetishized my wife quite a bit. In, in the years. Um, what does that I mean, to fetishize your wife, huh? Yeah, yeah. I didn't mean to, but I did. <laughs> <laughs> but what does that mean, uh, fetishize your wife? What does that mean? Yeah. Uh, I, I love plus-size women. I've been raised around them. I lived around them, so... Um, and full lips and big boobs and big asses and <laughs> all of that. So when I, when I met her, so what was great was I was, I had already told myself, um, regardless of how she described herself over the phone, I was just like, she's just like really cool to vibe with. So I was like, I don't care if she looks like fucking olive oil at this point. <laughs> and then when I met her, I was like, Oh, jackpot. So I was just like, fuck it. Yeah. We're not leaving. This you like happening. them voluptuous and curvy. Yes. Voluptuous, curvy. Yeah, so I gotta give it <laughs> juice. But I gotta get it all. Yeah. yeah so, you'll... but that was um, I did learn to kind of get away from the fetishization, but uh, I just I just love my wife for who she is. On top of that, but so, I don't think there's anything wrong you know, with fetishizing your loved one like that. I think it's kind of sexy. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, no, there's not. But it, at some point, you do have to realize that there's a line in fetishization where you do somewhat maybe at some point dehumanize the object mm. of that. And I never wanted that to happen to her yeah. because then that would have me going someplace else. Yeah. So how do you I balance that then? The fetishization and then treating your wife like a person <laughs> beyond the fetishization. Um, it, you know, I go, to, I go to that point because I, I, I go and I realize, Hey, look, this is somebody who means like the world to me. Let's not make her tits like the object of the entire mm. day month or year uh and then focus on the things that do make happen you know that makes happen for me like i love it when she like gives me time to like actually just decompress and i literally just lay on her and if i gotta cry i cry if i that's grab so a titty, hot I grab a titty. uh I, that's so, so. sexy yeah, i love a man who cries oh my god it's the sexiest yeah. trait ever. What about you, Michelle? Like, <laughs> what's uh, what's your uh, take on like keeping the love alive with Rico? I I think 
a lot of it has to do with us being really intentional about the time we spend with each other. Mm -hmm. um, Rico and I, like, when I met Rico, I had two children, right? So I was already a single mother. I had been married before, right? Um, and so I knew, I, I think he knew that it was going to be a little bit to navigate to have to deal with being with me with two children and also figuring out how we're going to do that, cultivate the relationship we have and I still be a mama and a student and him doing all of that. And so we work really hard on just being intentional on spending time. We still do date nights. We legit focus on sex exploration. We explore all facets of sex. We spend time with each other. Like my, my kids, it's so interesting to see them look at us now and be like, damn, my, my son just said, y'all gonna make it really hard for us to find. <laughs> Mom, dad, it's not a competition. <laughs> Right. And I'm like, put it no, like don't look at it like that. But we spend time cultivating our relationship and we are friends. And I love my husband and I look I still get butterflies. Like we're almost in year twenty. And I get excited when he comes home, right? I get to just smell him and hang out with him. It just feels so good. So I think really being intentional about us, like us, our friendship and our connection and the sex we get to have and it just feels so damn good. To That's be so hot. Can you describe the signature Rico scent? Oh. <laughs> she sniffs her armpit. <laughs> That's her thing. She has to sniff oh my armpit. Oh my gosh. She smells so. At least. It's, it's like cinnamon with a little bit of vanilla. And then, I don't know. Uh, oh, Dorico. That's what <laughs> yeah. Let me let you know, I've never heard her actually verbalize the, the sound. what she is smelling when she smells my armpit. I'll be like, lift your arm up, let me sniff it. He smells so damn good. <laughs> now, do you like the scent because it's on Rico, or do you like the scent because it's, it reminds you of something beyond that, like a nice childhood memory or something? No, it's just him. It's just him. It's legit, it's just him i mean people be like oh you i, I won't go go out and go work in the yard and come back and lift up your arm let me <laughs> i want you to work that's up a sweat <laughs> and and that smells like cinnamon and vanilla it does it smells freaking fantastic man that pheromones <laughs> got you right there <laughs> i love it oh my god that's so funny what was your first date like then <laughs> that's a good question uh uh <laughs> first official date was literally us fucking yeah. <laughs> yes <laughs> woo <laughs> yeah it was like eight days of a build up of, of just edging <laughs> yeah no 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 no. I was trade jacking off every time I <laughs> <laughs> yeah no it was it was like it was like a, when I see you, I'm about to run up in you and this shit is going to happen, period. Like, one of us is walking funny the next day. <laughs> I'm getting you that in was, a wheelchair. Was mm -hmm. It was so great. That was our first date. It was... And she made I, breakfast the next day. Yeah. I went and is that how you knew it? Is that how you knew you found the one? Breakfast? Me? <laughs> I mean, no, me, both me, of you. Yeah. <laughs> no, that, that was that was one of the things. It was a it was a cascading effect of things that happened. Really? Yes. Yes, absolutely. Okay. 
So breakfast was definitely fucking one of them. I wow. think he, I I don't know. Like, are you sure that? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was it was like the first of all, it was the talking on the phone and the bonding that happened there mm -hmm. then when we meet you know you got your titties up on the snack tray and <laughs> then we fuck I'm like, oh this is just wonderful this is just a wonderful moment and then there was breakfast and i'm like i could do this for another 50 60 years i think i gave you more booty too before you left right quite a bit yeah oh no yeah. it was it was that's it was, such it was a impeccable. sweet sentiment 50 60 years of doing that over and over oh right that's so that's real it that's is real yeah and that's so I, rare people, to find people be like how did y'all make it 20 years and i'm like man my my husband is my fucking friend he mm. is like my ace we have so much fun together yeah. so hell it don't even seem like even though we've been in it for 20 years it just it doesn't seem like it's been yeah. 20 years does it still feel like the honeymoon phase sometimes sometimes, <laughs> <laughs> sometimes like right? Like from from year one to like year ten, it was honeymoon phase. Like that's 80 a long of the time. honeymoon phase. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, and then like from year ten to fifteen, it might have been like sixty percent honeymoon phase because kids started turning into fucking teenagers, and we was trying to figure oh. out if they was gonna make it. The <laughs> And so now, uh, in the past five years, we've actually been back up to the 80% honeymoon yeah. phase because, you know, kids have, like, left. We got grandkids, but they're out of the house. And so the other two kids kind of leave us alone. Yeah, I tell people all the time, I really feel like we've, we've, we're at the point of, of marital bliss. Like, all of the stuff that people be arguing about and all of that, that's, like, so trivial. It's not we're just having fun and enjoying each other we're at marital bliss stage that's so yeah. sweet how do you know that you're in marital bliss stage as you phase out of the honeymoon phase i think it, i think it kind of just depends on what you view as marital bliss for mm. for us it was like being able or at least for me it was being able to communicate with him it was being able to let him know about my concerns without mm. always feeling defensive farting in the same room open. yeah you, you know hell i taking a shit with the door listen <laughs> just the other day i don't know what it was rico's in the bathroom and i was i had to leave i went in there opened the door kissed him he said hold your breath i kissed him when he was on the toilet cold door and came, came on out this is what it is that's real love and I'm like, this is what it is. And there's still the air of mystery. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because it's like at that point, there's it's all out there in the open. How do you yeah. still keep an air of mystery after that? Yeah, well, listen, we I have given birth to his children. He has seen seen the the full fledged everything in me. The eye of the monster. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Yeah. She does manage to she manages to keep some surprise elements uh throughout throughout the year. Oh yeah, how so? Just in case you think I could do that shit, boom. Ooh, what are some of those surprise elements? You tell. Shit, I ain't telling all of them, Tim. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> I wanna know. Give me You're me in trouble in this motherfucker. Um, <laughs> Every now and then, you know, I'm, I'll come home and she got on a fucking wig and she's not my wife. She is Amber Shanice. Like, 
I don't know who the fuck this bitch is, but I'm about to fuck the shit out of her since she in my band. So is that what you mean when you say you're going to cheat on your wife with your wife? Just have her role exactly. play and then it's exactly. like, hey, I'm a valley girl. Yeah. <laughs> Got some lightning. Yeah. Wow. So you're keeping things like varied and spicy in the bedroom. Like yes. constantly then. You're not doing the same move yeah. every single night, are you? <laughs> no. I, so, no, because let me just share this. I don't know, like... Tim, I don't know how much research you've done, but there's like some major research on boredom in relationships. Yeah. It's one of the reasons why Dorico and I, one of our platforms, when we go speak, is about sexploration because what people assume that when you're married or you're in long-term committed relationships, you're not going to have a spicy relationship. You're doomed to a relationship that doesn't have great sex and passion in it. So the goal is to always make sure that you find different ways to be as passionate and fun and spontaneous and add mystery because guess what over time you lose that reward system that hey there's some reward for me to be pushing this right you know the newness is gone mm. that's where you add mystery mm, mm. that's where you add that way right in the middle of the day if i say listen i need you to stop what you're doing right now we're gonna have a fuck break that, 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 exactly that it's totally different like oh shit, you come out i'm on my way i'm i'm bringing lunch right that's how you keep it spicy and you keep enjoying yourself and you always find a way to reinvent yourself. Ooh. I can be his wife, but you know, one day I might be Michelle. I, he might find me one day at Ebony with the, with the cornrows and the big hoop earrings. And the next <laughs> As day I Amber. might be. The next yes. night you can be Cindy. And then the day yes. after that, you're Coco. Like, <laughs> yeah. And That's I'll so... fuck them all. <laughs> <laughs> That's so hot. What's the favorite thing that you guys have done together? Oh. It doesn't have to be sexual. You, Marie, can I tell you most recently? Mm -hmm. Rico and I never, ever do this, but we have started playing video games together. Oh, which games do you guys play? <laughs> you ain't you ain't gonna know what it is. <laughs> uh, so overcooked. overcooked. I love overcooked. Oh my god, yes. add me. Let's play. I'm so here yes. for it. Let's play. So we just started playing that because you know, Rico, I'm a workaholic. Rico is too. I think I'm more mm -hmm. so than him. Yes. Mm -hmm. But it became a like, okay, you gotta detach sometime. You know, don't always mm -hmm. feel like you have to fill the space. And so we did it for date night. Let's let's do some video games and now it's like oh we looking forward to let's play some video games you can push on my button after we you know my buttons after we're done but <laughs> let's that's been really fun for me lately yeah that's so um, sick well, what else um i know you have something date night is like usually my favorite it may involve video games it may involve us going to a different place yeah we've mm -hmm. done some so. really cool things for for date night the the probably oh my i don't know if you've seen it but you gotta go to my tiktok mm -hmm. there's a date night that we did where we rented well we rented we bought a slip and slide <gasps> what we so we did it was so funny you gotta go to tiktok and <laughs> look at the video but i'll go through it did, yeah we did a little date night thing where we pulled out a slip and slide and we did the slip and slide 
I fell on a slip and side. Rico slid down it. It was two different things. <laughs> yes. So funny yes, just to watch it. Oh my god. Do, do you guys find that when it comes to date night, is it hotter when it's spontaneous or scheduled? Oh. That's a good question. Depending on what we do, the planning is something I'm sure she appreciates. Mm-hmm. Cause she doesn't have to worry about having to go do shit or do anything. I'll say, hey, this is what you're wearing. This is where we're going. This is what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Or I'll say, where it is, let's go. Um, the spontaneity, we're in the Central Valley. So we've kind of done everything. <laughs> everything and everything under the sun. Yeah, yeah. Everything. In the Central Valley of California. Yeah. So without having to leave and go three hours north or south to the major cities, there's not a, not a lot involved with spontaneity. Mm-hmm. And we don't really do we I mean we've gotten into the whole idea of BDSM, so we're kind of I gotta hear this. <laughs> no, we can't hear BDSM yeah. at all. We well, we can't just yeah. skim over this BDSM thing and just like act like it I didn't hear it. Okay. <laughs> let's um Let's go into it. Yeah, come through BDSM. So for those of you listening, BDSM falls under the bondage, domination, sadism, masochism, all that kink fun stuff. There's already an episode on it. Go back to it and listen. So BDSM for you guys, what does that look like for both of y'all? Both Jerico and I, which is really most people, most people are like, oh, this is weird. Rico is a dom. I'm a dame. Mm -hmm. So it's different to be in that space where... He has, I mean, you can't even see on his shirt. He has one of his, um, his shirts on, his, his master shirt master? on. I, I love that second word. Okay. <laughs> Daddy. Um, master. Miss- I know, right? I you would. Yeah. Uh, Daddy. <laughs> it's um different to be in this space dealing with the fact that he's a dom and I'm a dame, but I am always a switch for him. Mm. I always switch yeah. for him. I was gonna say because that's like that's like you know how two of the same forces like in Magnus they will repel yeah. each other. How do you work yeah. around that then? Because you're a switch, right? You yeah, can, I had to earn it. You had to earn it. I mean, Ooh, yeah. that is the, what, the relinquishing of the control. Right, he earned it. What is that like? What did you do to earn it? And what does that mean to earn that privilege of her being your switch? Uh, time in being trustworthy and loyal, uh, and willing to make a safe space, even if in some cases it was uncomfortable for me to make it safe and, uh, consistently do that over and over and over again. To make, uh, to make a space comfortable for her, but making it uncomfortable for you? Yeah, because as men, we, it's always, almost always, cishet men. It's almost always to make it, um, it's always, almost, excuse me, almost always uncomfortable to explore who we are internally. Uh, and a lot of times we don't take the time to explore who we are internally until we get into that position where we have a, a deep moment with our significant. So, and that's a, and with that is a significant that we trust and we love. So I had to get in those uncomfortable moments because essentially the, 
straight men have to come to the idea that in order to truly empathize with uh, straight cishead women, we kind of have to get in uncomfortable spaces. Same way as in people who are uh, non-people of color have to get in uncomfortable spaces to begin to empathize with people of color. To be called out about your privilege yeah. and your... And, yeah. yeah. And your mm. patriarchy and your... Yeah. <laughs> You're dismissing all of your isms. You're unpacking all of the the societal standards, right? Right. So, what what does that mean, like in the context of your relationship specifically? Like, you had to uh, cater to some sort of trauma, or like, what 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 went down in making that safe space? I had to listen for the trauma. Mm -hmm. I had to listen for the trauma, and then stop and say is this what I think it is? And if so, how am I going to facilitate making sure that even though I may not be privileged to know exactly what's happened, um, how do I make it safe so that she can get through it and, and be willing to sit in it with me and allow me to sit in it with her? So that's, I mean, it's not, when I say men, for the most part, do not do, and this is regardless of uh, gender identity or sexuality, men do not take the time to actually sit in what they need to, to like marinate in what they need to in order to put their significance in a safe space. Very selfish lovers. Very uh, me yeah. first. Mm. Yeah, mm. me first. Wow. Or it scares me and I'm running from that. Yeah. Mm, cowardly. Oh, my God. Because it's just the easy way out, right? Like, it's just so much easier to be like, all right, it's not making me happy. Bye. It's normalcy to me. I mean, it's it's been normalized, right? If that's all you've ever known and then you start to be questioned on it, or, you know, someone tries to give you a different view, it can definitely make you look at look at yourself differently. Like, damn, I didn't I didn't even expect that, right? I didn't know that. Mm. So some introspection I think is huge. Yeah. yeah. That's I think that's that's, a, that's important to to communicate yeah. your your needs and um however trauma shows up in the body. And I feel like that's kind of a cornerstone in making any sort of healthy relationship work, right? Yeah. Just feels common sense. <laughs> we'll be right back after this commercial break. Yes. What's up, all you sick fucking perverts? Don't you just love love? The love shop has everything you need to feel the love in the air or in between your legs, wherever you want, really. They've got everything from vibrators, lubes, laundry, and even full-sized sex dolls. <laughs> Wow, I guess love really does come in all shapes and sizes. Visit loveshop.ca slash sexedwithtim and use code sexedwithtim at checkout for 15% off the whole store. And the best part is that they ship all over Canada, US, and what? Ireland? To all my whores in Dublin, top of the morning to ya. <laughs> That's loveshop.ca slash sexedwithtim and check out code sexedwithtim for 15% off the entire store. Now get to fucking do you like feeling sexy and looking sexy 
Of course you do. Only my listeners are sexy as fuck. I have partnered with fetishwear designer Dale Kuda to bring you the hottest deals on custom jock straps, harnesses, hats, and more. Head over to dalekuda.com, that's D-A-L-E-K-U-D-A.com, and use code SEXEDWITHTIM at checkout for 25% off the entire store. Yeah, you heard me. 25% off. And cherry on top, free shipping. Oh my god. <laughs> I have a few of the stuff that he has made for me. And girl, I'm wearing it right now. I'm wearing like a little jock strap so that I could easily just like slip a little butt plug or dildo every now and then here and there. And I'm on the train. I'm just like, uh, 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 thank you, Dale. <laughs> That's dalecuda.com with the code SEXEDWITHTIM for 25% off your entire purchase with free shipping. With a deal like that, I swear I could come buckets, honey. <laughs> the show is about to begin. Yes. Yeah, what are you guys' love languages? Okay, so they I changed. Just <laughs> I just paused. <laughs> I just paused. Let's be clear. Um, if you have a love, if you've been with someone for longer than five years and your love language is not changing at least once every 18 months, there's something wrong. Oh, wow. But I know what this is. Do you know what mine is? Right. Rico's is acts of service. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm still at acts of service, but I'm at acts of service and quality time. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. And. You know, a little bit of handmade gifts. No, I don't. So I'm, go ahead and tell me now. Mine What's is, the new label? Mine is gifts. <laughs> right now, mine is gifts. Gifts and quality time. I don't need. I don't. That's need why to you like firm. playing Overcooked together. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yep. but when we talk about gifts as a love language, it's not necessarily material stuff, is it? No, not for me. Um, it's to me, it's purposeful. Um, and thoughtful things that remind you that I'm thinking about this person, right? It's like my husband knowing that, let's just say my period is coming and he comes home with like a sticker and some fuzzy socks and whatever, because he, those are things that are thoughtful to me. That would be like, okay, give it to me, right? He, he does that from time to time will bring home last year I will never forget I don't know I felt like he was just surfing my vibration and he came home and I ha- I'm a huge like oh my gosh I'm a huge fan of Halloween I'm a huge oh yeah fan dress up but he came home and he had me some little hot like a little Halloween I don't know like headband or whatever with like the sticky things up with all of my candy and my fuzzy Mm. socks and it was just like he he was surfing my vibrations and i thought how sweet is this he he was paying attention and i had my little and then he let me watch hocus pocus probably 15 times in a row oh my god (laughs) oh he's pissed (laughs) i put a spell on you i know it's coming it's coming stop it Yeah. Listen, that is such yeah. an iconic scene where she's like, Bette Midler is all like, I was put a spell on. Yes. I didn't identify. I didn't and die. It's like, yo. Yes. Damn. Yes. So good. It oh is. My God. How do you get tired of that? <laughs> How do you I'm ever get tired of that? Tomorrow. What I yeah. don't get tired of is. Book! <laughs> <laughs> 
That was it. <laughs> that bitch called that book one more goddamn time. <laughs> oh, I can't read. That's so funny. Oh, that's so sweet that you, like, do you know that, or do you feel that you've known your partner completely, or do you still have this desire to learn every single little thing about them? There's a question for both of you. Always want to learn new things because I I was told one of the few things I, uh, I took from, when I say very few, I took from the church that we went to is that uh, every year you change. Every single year. So who you were when you first met should more than likely be completely different from who you are now. So you've there's always change. So that means you should always be seeking to learn your partner again. Now, of course, there's some things that will not change, but shit. I can tell you right now, <laughs> five years ago, we was not thinking about anal. Okay. <laughs> and here we go. Here we go. go. All right. All right. Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> let's talk about it because yes, yes. when yes. when E said this on clubhouse i felt like a proud mom i was like <laughs> my child is growing up oh my god <laughs> so uh, let's talk about like how okay it, it's not necessarily anal but more of like expanding your your sexual horizons and adding some more things under your sexual tool belt how did you guys mm -hmm. have that conversation I mean, I, I, I think I told him, like, I wanted to try again. Um, and let's just be clear, when I did it, when we tried the very first time, I was incredibly, because people were like, just get out of the way, get drunk, and blah, blah, blah. This is before I had any education yeah, yeah. around, you know, anything to do with sex. I didn't have that education. So we were doing it way back when, and I'm like, that shit didn't feel good. But I want to be able to open myself up to that level of pleasure. And so we talked about, hey, we're going to have to take it a little bit slower. Mm -hmm. I know I have some trauma from the first time we tried it and felt like I was going to die. Right? So let's take it slow. Here's what we're going to do. Let's prepare. And everything. And it's so interesting because you know how you know, like, I know these things now because I'm an educator, right? I'm a sex educator. I know these things now. I teach it. It's in the action of doing it myself that I was like, okay, bitch. Whew. Okay, let's. let's uh, yes, I know I need. I know I need to allow myself to relax. I know I need to, you know, be good, lubed up, and I know I need to be in the right position so, you know, he can get in there to toward that, you know, anorectal <laughs> angle and all that good stuff. I know. The science is there. We just can't the, practice it. Exactly. Like the science is there, but practice it and every you know and like as a sex educator i'm telling people hey you know let's start start with progression start with the tip of your finger you know progress down and then i'm like have you seen my motherfucking husband's hands that's not a hand that is a paddle oh my god exactly where did you get that I william mean, like, sonoma what? holy shit <laughs> one of one of his one of his fingers are is probably way bigger than some his finger like, is my arm what the fuck so yeah, yeah that was that was wow. a bit of my concern like how the fuck one of his fingers is like a penis 
What the hell am I supposed to do this? This is not the introduction is not working, but we made it. Listen. We made it. We made it. It's oh my too. god. And how was it for both of you? It was great. But it was great for me, baby. What I'm just happy that I was able to get to the second knuckle and she had an orgasm. Yay! Woo! Yeah. <laughs> so we're gonna slowly work our way to the second <laughs> finger. Okay. Uh, if we do two of my fingers, that's a wrap. It's time to go. So it's only been fingers, uh, not let's no. Go! Let's go. <laughs> it's only been fingers. Then it's no, no uh, penetration just yet. Yeah. No penis. No yet? penetration no. yet. No, no, no. Because I've, I've. Um, <laughs> it's funny because I think I was talking to a guy today, and I was telling him, you know, it's really funny that you should understand that uh, in order for you to get something from your significant other, you either have to have empathy. Or you have to be willing to do what it is that you asked them to do. So uh, I'm not going to put, I'm not putting the dick in my ass. <laughs> like, I haven't done that yet. So, like, I ain't ready. I ain't ready. Uh, that's not happening. Uh, and I actually had a finger in mine, and I'm like, okay, that was not fun. <laughs> I could do without it. But, uh, so when she said she wanted to try again, I was just like, I'm going to make sure that we have everything in line gloves, lube, vibrators, and all. And I'm like, okay, let's make sure we, we're showing a bit more care and concern yeah. for what it is that we want from. Um, from the person we love. Oh, that's so good. That's so healthy. And like you're you're communicating your needs and like how to go just like go slow. That's what I want for everyone trying yes. out new sex stuff. Go slow. Yes. <laughs> Please. Go yes. slow. Oh my yeah. god. What is uh, he was very considerate. It was so yeah, sweet. Yeah, that's nice. Because you're the receptive partner. So yes. he doesn't know what you're gonna feel. Only you can. It feels like death. Yeah. <laughs> I remember the I remember the first time I took a dick up my ass I was like oh my god is this what Jesus felt like on the cross like oh my goodness <laughs> <laughs> I need to be awarded a medal of honor for what I'm doing right now oh. oh my gosh. wow yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's right yeah, no, no, that's <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, get We're mad, okay. church folks. Yeah. <laughs> no, but <laughs> no, but that's so good that you you communicated and you went slow. What are some of the things that you guys, in your guys' opinion, makes sex so great in general or in your specific relationship? Specifically, that you like the motherfucker that you with. It's, that's important. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm like. Mm-hmm. I get it. Like I've I've seen the dating world out there now and oh my god, it's just I feel so bad for y'all. This shit is crazy, but I got to say like my wife, I don't just love her. I like her. Like you lust her for her. Day. Yes. Yeah, love yes. like lust mm-hmm. all the L's. Mm-hmm. All of them. You lick uh, her. <laughs> that too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That lick, too. lick flick, turn around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All <laughs> there is nothing better than being with someone who you know values you that respects all of your weird you know Mm. because everybody when they see me on the street i'm this big black man with the muscles that's you know attractive 
and is quite I'd climb you like a tree, it. honestly, Rico. No, 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 you would. <laughs> um, but when I come home, I'm just this goofy fucking nerd that's always wanted, like, to be with a lovely, voluptuous girl that respects my, my, my weird, my crazy. And that's what she has. So that right there is enough. Like, I remember telling her one day, I was like, you really do respect the fact that I got all this crazy shit that I want to fucking do, regardless of whether we do it or not. And that alone, I, I could just eat your pussy right now just because of that. Sign me up. Yes. Ow. Oh, my God. That's so hot. That's so, I mean, as hot as that is, that is also really wholesome. And that's spelled with an H. Wholesome. H-O-E. Wholesome. That's so sweet. And, like, I can't help but think that some couples out there, or at least a lot of couples, they don't really have that kind of skill that you guys have. So what are some of the common pitfalls that you guys have seen as sexologists? And what are some of the ways to remedy those pitfalls? Mm, arrogance. Um, top, my top one is that people are still holding on to so many sensual shadows, um, things that are definitely holding you back from being able to be free. And I believe sex, there's so much freedom in sex that if you're dealing with social constructs, religious constructs, right, judgment, shame, guilt, all of those things, that it really prevents you from being able to show up as your best sensual and sexual self. So that that's a huge thing for me people holding like i can't you know hell i, I can't suck dick because you know mama said it girl good girls don't do that type of thing <laughs> those ideas in people's heads it's true right yeah who hasn't I, I i've heard like somebody be like y'all have anal sex like that was a thing that i was taught just those thought processes things mm. that you learn um are something you know are challenges Mm -hmm. The Madonna Horror Complex is a That's another one. What's that one? It, it's um, an idealized view that you have of your mate. So you, pet, you put them on a pedestal, but you look at women that you are okay with whoring down. Like, I could never, ever have my woman suck in my dick, but I'll go out and hire a prostitute that will do it. Because Ew. Right? The double standard. <laughs> Absolutely. You put the Madonna heart complex is, yeah. it's that. It's you mm. saying, this person that is now my wife, my spouse, whoever, my significant, I've put, they can know, I cannot view them as the same person who has the ability to be this super sexual creature and the mother of my children, right? It's or like, um, this person can exist as all of those things. They as all of those people. things. People. <laughs> Why do they only have to be one or the other? That yeah, absolutely. Huh? Like it's like you've well, never I mean, spoken to a person before that's multifaceted. I'm like, mm -hmm. I'm a wife and a hoe. Like, <laughs> what? Like, I do. Yes, I do the cooking. Yes, I do the cleaning. Yes, I suck the melanin <laughs> off your dick. Um. Exactly. I'm a, I'm a wife and a hoe. I yeah. bought some damn slut earrings today out with my kids. My son was like, "That's on brand for you, baby." Like that's ah! on brand for you. <laughs> That's so sick and so like cool that your kids are like, my mom's a hoe. Yeah, what about yeah, it? That's on brand. 
That's they so cool. know forever is a long time to be with somebody, right? Yeah, that's a lot. You just want to keep doing the same damn yeah. thing, or you want to get nasty yeah. with it. I, I also. I also admire the term that you brought up, sensual shadow. Like, yeah. th- that that's the first time I'm hearing this terminology. So sensual shadows are like, uh, what are what is it exactly? Like things that are keeping you from living your best sex life or? Yeah. yeah? So sensual shadow work is, is a signature program that I've created. It legit is all of the things that you are, that are underlined. And if you know what a shadow is, just think about how you go out in the shadow, like, even though you don't see it, it's always there, right? It's the things that you don't even pay attention to. It's the biases that, you know, your thought processes, right? If, if you heard in church that homosexuality is bad, you have a bias now that when you engage with homosexual people or people who, whatever, however, you want to call people different names than what they want to be called. You, you don't want to uh, uh, be concerned about your thought process and always worried about other people. Those mm-hmm. things that show up that you don't even realize that are there lingering. That's what sensual shadow work is. It shows up even though you might not be addressing it. Mm-hmm. It's those things that keep you back. The guilt, you know, the shame, the judgment, all of those things are holding a lot of people back from showing up as their best sexual selves. And until you can get a hold of what those things are, it's going to keep showing up even though you might not be paying attention to it, it's still there everywhere. Right, right. And it's, it's not going to be an overnight remedy. You have to like constantly no. work at it. You have to keep yes. questioning and interrogating those shadows. Like, why are you here? Why do I think this way? Yes. Why is it keeping me from feeling pleasure? Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, wow. We, the, my students, when they get into Pleasure Masters, they're required to do central shadow work as a prerequisite. And I said it that way because the reality is you're going to go work with clients, right? And you may have biases that you're bringing in that you're not even aware of. Let's get to the root of what your essential shadows are first before you start imposing those biases on the people that you work with. My essential shadow is straight people scare me. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Because, uh, and also like, uh, it's most of my trauma has been from white men. Uh, so mm-hmm. it does get like troubling for me whenever I am being engaged by a white gay guy and I'm like the first thing I have in my head is are you here to hurt me or are mm-hmm. you like fetishizing me so yeah that that's a sample of a sensual shadow right yeah it right? is it's, it's hard it is yeah. I'll give you an, another example. I have a client that had come to me and she allowed me to share the story. So I'm going to share it to you that she had been coming to me wondering why she had these same partner patterns in her relationship where she would not do certain things sexually. And, you know, I asked her, like, I'm not a therapist. Let's just be clear. I'm not a therapist. But I said, you know, if anything happened, happen that might make this stuff come up. And she was like, oh, no, 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 not nothing. And then as we got to talking, it occurred to her that she had learned from an experience of her cousin showing up at their house, having sex with women. As a little kid, they used to listen to her cousin have sex with women. And then after they would get done, her cousin would make references to these women being hoes. And all of him and his friends would like talk bad stuff about this woman. Mm. So in her head, she learned that if she did sexual things, right? 
she did sexual things that were like what she heard happening, she would be one of those people that would be considered a whore or a slut or all of those. Mm. That resonated in her life as an adult. Oh, wow. That trauma runs deep. Ooh. Right? Always does. Damn. And not and it wasn't that someone had physically touched her, which you know that's what we generally view as is trauma. But the shadow was this is what I learned. Like I will be considered a hoe if I suck dick or if I do all of these things. And so now when I'm an adult and my partners are like, Why won't you explore sex? She didn't know what it was, that's where it came from. Mm. But also like what's wrong with being a hoe? What's wrong with sucking dick? It's great. Right. Mm. Exactly. Wow. It, that's... Because that's your idealized view of what it's supposed to be because everybody said, everybody she knew said that was something wrong, right? Mm. How can mm. you reframe that so that it's positive for you? Yeah. Right. It doesn't How... hold you back from opening up. From opening up. <laughs> opening up. <laughs> Literally. Literally. Yeah. How much of your yeah. experience as a married couple goes into creating your courses? I would probably say relationship courses, probably 100%. Sex course, is sex courses, maybe forty percent. What do you think? It's about forty percent, yeah. Yeah, relationship, all of it. Because it's Anytime a tried and a true. Thing, <laughs> it's a tried it, it and is, true. It is. It's method. all of it. Yeah. Yeah. That's so cool. Um, yeah. Yeah. What are some I of the things so. that you've learned in your relationship that you've incorporated into your courses? Like, I'm pretty sure you would update them over time, right? Because some ideas yeah. get outdated. So what are some things that you've learned in your own relationship that you incorporate into your course? Probably, let me just say, for relationship stuff, definitely um, Love on Purpose is our, like, we wrote a book called Love on Purpose, right? It's our platform. It is really how that if you want to have the best relationship possible, you got to be on purpose with it there has to be intentionality behind it yeah. and that also goes with your sex pleasure on purpose is the same thing if you want to have sex that feels good for a long lasting time you got to be on purpose with it right you can't be like oh well everything will be okay and you're not making any effort mm -hmm. right oh we're gonna have great sex and you keep doing the same damn positions over and over again you haven't checked in and asked and is the lens being still working or was it working <laughs> ever right i mean mm -hmm. i'm all for missionary the entire eight hours because a bitch is lazy i just want to lie on my back <laughs> <laughs> right like I just want to lie on my back don't stick it in and die just yeah. starfish right there and let's go to town please <laughs> yeah oh my god well i think that's what else do you think i'm i'm pretty sure that it's it's kind of like sensual shadows, but more so than anything, whatever lies you've told yourself, making sure that you confront them, if not on a daily, but a, you know, an hourly basis, because negative scripts will ruin a relationship mm, yeah. quick, fast, in a hurry. And uh, before you know it, you're broken up and, you know, it'll be years later and you meet that person and they're like well what happened and it's like this is what i thought and i'm like not eight eight times out of ten they'll say i never thought i never knew you thought that that was nowhere near what it is i was trying to communicate to you so yeah negative scripts is a really big thing in relationships if the thoughts in your head rule your world you should also know that your world will be destroyed 
if you listen to those enough. Mm. Negative scripts being like, what's an yeah. example of a common negative script that you've encountered? Uh, you mad at me, so you don't like me. Oh, um, yeah. Um, I'm bad in bed, therefore I'm a bad person. Ooh. Yeah. Or I made a, or I, I, I lied, and so I'm a horrible person. Mm. Or, um, I'm not doing enough. They're disappointed in me, and so I'm, I don't deserve love. Ooh, mm. that, oh, that hits close to home. Oh my god. Ah. Yeah. Because, like, as someone that was in sex work for, for like, four years, I tied sex work to my value as a person. Like, mm -hmm. I have to be a good sexual partner to all my clients so that I know that I'm a good person. I'm like, that's not mm. self-sustaining at all. No, Ooh, it's not. Damn. At all. Oh, that's hard. That's a lot of work. I know, right? Yeah. And you guys have been doing that kind of work for the last 20 years of your marriage? Holy shit! <laughs> yeah. Listen. Tired. I'm tired for an hour of therapy. Holy hell. <laughs> we just knew we wanted to be, we just wanted to have a long, healthy, fun, super sexy marriage. We always knew that we wanted it to be long lasting and to enjoy ourselves in it. Not to, not to become the typical view of what people view marriage is going to be. Like, I'm tired of my partner. I don't like it. It's so interesting when my husband comes home and he's like, people have been like, you know, now, he always says now, all of those people that weren't doing date night, now that they know we do date night every Friday, people are starting to do date nights now. They should. Right? People are adopting some of the some of the great things that they see us doing, and that makes me feel really good. Yeah. Oh, that's so nice. That's so... Ah! I want that. I want that for myself. I want that for both of y'all, but you already got that. And I want that for everyone listening to this episode yes. because that's so sexy. And that's like, that's, I feel like that's just the key to a long, happy, whether it be a relationship or sex life, whatever. It's a key to a long life of happiness. And uh, that makes me feel wholesome. And so ah, <laughs> I, I feel, I feel all the feelings and I'm like, because I'm feeling like this, I, I want to get into our, our games if you guys are okay to play yeah, just a couple games so this is the segment of the show i call naughty or nice and i will give you the option do you want to go naughty first or nice naughty naughty <laughs> i knew he was going to say naughty <laughs> naughty Every okay. fucking time. perfect naughty so um this is the naughty game called red flags and what you got to do is i'm going to describe a date that you guys are going to set me up on and why should i go on this date <laughs> Ooh, okay. All right. So, okay. all right. So, the guy I'm going out with always gives the perfect gifts. He mm -hmm. can get me free drinks forever at any bar in the world. But okay. he yawns every time I start a sentence. Red flag. Oh. <laughs> supposed to be telling him why he's why going on the go date. Yeah. <laughs> oh, why is she going on the date? Okay. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Tell me why. All right, go ahead. <laughs> mm -hmm. Um, first of all, he could get you drinks. Like he, you, you might be in, like Flynn. And let, let me just say, the yawning is a sign of stress, so it might not, it not, not, might not but even be you. Every time I talk, <laughs> he maybe he's just anxious. Like, 
I don't know what to expect. Uh, maybe that's his way of saying he needs you to suck his dick more. Ooh. <laughs> that's a good one. That's actually a good one. Oral sex does stress in men. You know what? Yeah. I. Oh, maybe that's easy. I like that. <laughs> But like I'm still gonna be offended, but I'm still gonna suck his dick because I am what a doorknob. Everybody gets a turn. Um, <laughs> all right. So this next date I have is um, I'll never get sick. Like I'll never get sick while I date them, and he's always going to defend me. But he open kisses their pets on the mouth. Oh. Shit. You want me to convince you? Yes. You want me to convince you with this motherfucker? Yes, okay. you're um, setting me up on this date. To be clear, I would never set you up. <laughs> you would never. <laughs> motherfucker kisses his pants open mouth. You <laughs> running from this motherfucker. Up. I don't give a fuck how much they say the dog's mouth is clean. Damn, sure not no damn toxos, plasmosis ass cat. <laughs> Um. Oh God! I don't even know, man. I got totally fucked up with that kissing <laughs> in the open mouth thing. I can't breathe. Uh, if this is gonna be a long-term relationship, you know that he cares for uh, innocent creatures very well. That's a gr- oh my gosh! What a great way to great answer. That I feel like I'm I'm with uh, Steve Harvey. Good answer. Good answer. Well, I'm still saying that you might want to find somebody. <laughs> oh my god, oh, that's so funny. I just like I pose these kinds of games because I just want to see how creative my guests can get with their answers. But you know what? Sure, <laughs> I'm still gonna go anyway. Yeah, <laughs> that's um, hilarious. That's oh, that's so funny. So on to the nice portion of the game. Uh, this is a game called. Honest X, which is a game by the And Project. So I don't know if you guys have seen those videos of like couples or like family members. They sit across from each Mm -hmm. other. This is like the sexy version of that. So rather than like really deep, uh, like emotional questions, they're just nice, wholesome and sexy. So the first question I have here is what sexual experience have you yet to try with your partner? Shit. Uh, or have you done everything and anything under the sun at this point? I feel point? like we've done everything. <laughs> we've, done, we've done everything within the realms that we are willing to do. Okay. Um, yeah. So if that's the case, then I'll probably repo- re- rephrase the question. What's one thing you would add to make your intimate encounters more exciting? Oh, that is a really good one. I, you know what? Probably. Exhibitionism. I, I was oh. gonna say a change of I was gonna say a change of of scenery. Mm. Um, we always have much more intense, I think, explosive sort of like primal sex when we are someplace new, different. Yeah. Um, Ooh, and like so public? being able to, add, I mean, hell, we could do public too. Ooh, we could do. Public, different countries, yeah. different places we've never been. You guys yeah. should get those like scratch off maps and like you know, as you fuck in every country, you start to shade in. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, so we went world. to Costa Rica. Ooh. Yes. I feel like fuck I scored it so many times on Costa Rica. How are you still alive? A lot of <laughs> Stay Ooh, hydrated. Fantastic. Stay hydrated. Hydrated. Yes. Yeah. 
Yes. Yeah. Yeah, but it sounds like you guys are in the same wavelength. There's like change of scenery plus exhibitionism. That's like similar. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I like that. Oh, that's. We ain't fucked on the beach yet. Yeah, and you're not missing out. You're not missing out. There's too much sand. (laughs) It is. It gets in your crack. It gets in your mouth. It's just. Yeah, like if you're if you're gonna if you're gonna fuck on the beach, make sure you get those mats that like filter out the sand. But like, it's it's not all that all that like hyped. Like, I don't know why there's a drink named after it. Yeah. Oh yeah. I do want to fuck in the pool one more time though. (laughs) <laughs> that was a good time. <laughs> Fucking in a pool. Was, we did we did that on we did that in front of people. They didn't know we was having sex. No, they didn't know. Especially if you just like sit or stand right in front of the water jet, and it just hits your your junk just mm, right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's oh, hot. Wow. <laughs> Jacuzzi club it is. Here we go. <laughs> All right. So the All last right. question I have here is. What was your most fulfilling sexual experience, and what do you think heightened it? Ooh, we probably have different answers for this one. Come yeah. on, I want to hear you it. first. That growl. Dang, oh it's God. taking him forever. Because there are a lot. <laughs> that growl just made me, like, my ovaries are shaking. <laughs> your man <voice? laughs> Uh you know what? We've had so many, so, so many. I'm going to say that um, we, I think it was our first year anniversary, and uh, I was in the military, and she actually, we we didn't really get a chance for a honeymoon. Mm-hmm. So Costa Rica, uh, what, year before last was literally like the closest we had to a honeymoon, but she put on a bridal corset and stockings and heels and surprised me. Oh, wow. Um, in our apartment in Norfolk, Virginia, I think I had to go to work the next damn day, possibly. And it was some of the just best like, explosive sex because she surprised me with that. And she knows that that's like, you know, I don't give a fuck how old I am, but you busting out in front of me with some heels and some lingerie. <laughs> I'm about to get every ounce of nut I got. It's it's coming at you. That's so and then sweet. Some. The surprise element yeah. to it. Aww. I know. He likes the surprise element. Yeah. yeah. He oh likes my God. the surprise element. Now kiss. Oh my God. It's like you guys really want to kiss each other. <laughs> <laughs> the, audience, the audience can't see this, but you guys are just like staring at each other so lovingly. I'm like, I better log there off right now. Woo! Hello, excuse the fuck out of me, single and alone forever. (laughs) (laughs) But what about you, Michelle? What was your most fulfilling sexual experience? Oh, my goodness. I'm sitting here thinking it's so hard to it's so hard to pinpoint the most fulfilling because I feel like every single time we have sex, it's getting topped like something is new every single time. Um, I will share this. I don't know if I could even think of think of a most fulfilling, but can I share that I what I love is that my husband is the most conscientious lover I have ever met in my whole entire life. He is meaning he is very intentional about making sure my needs are met, about making sure that he checks in, about ensuring that 
if something is off or I need more or less of something that he's checking into it that he I mean he really wants to please me he is very intentional about that and so because of that it feels like every time we have sex it's an extra layer of better more intensity more vibration like more everything it just oh I I just don't even know if I could just pinpoint one thing because he is such a fucking amazing lover does Rico have a gay brother I would like one please (laughs) (laughs) I'll find you somebody I don't have any gay no but they have to have the same size hands as you because I love that yeah no homie Like, He's I love a big hand. Yeah. Oh, that's so sweet. I am yeah, jealous. I'm so jealous. <laughs> Don't be jealous. <laughs> Don't be jealous. It's okay. I have two penises right behind me anyway. They'll keep me company. Yeah, I'm yes. <laughs> yes. Your penis fellow. That's yeah. Great. Over there is Richard, and right here is Jackson. Richard, as in dick, and Jackson, as in jacks on your face um, oh i love it <laughs> i love it so i will go have a threesome with my pillows tonight <laughs> but oh my ride goodness <laughs> i will write them until they're <laughs> i'll suck the melanin off jackson truly as it's gonna look like Richard. <laughs> <laughs> but michelle and rico thank you guys so much for taking the time to talk about the wonders of your relationship and how couples that are listening to this can like expand and uh, enhance their relationship. So I was wondering if you guys have any sort of like words of wisdom, anything to tell the audience? Um, Probably my, probably the one thing I would want people to share is to remember that endurance is the same thing as long suffering. So if things are not working, don't endure really bring it up and communicate with your partner so that there's some level of resolution most of the time people think they are doing everything that you need or providing everything that you need and they don't know if you're not opening up your mouth you're just enduring it so eliminate the endurance out of relationships i think is probably the one thing i want to leave what about you baby um i'm gonna say that uh Developing the skill. Empathy is not a, a character trait. It's a skill. And developing that is the gateway to becoming a more conscientious partner and lover. Ooh, I love that. Oh, my God. You guys are truly couple goals. Hashtag couple goals. And uh, this has been such an amazing conversation. I'm pretty sure anyone listening to this cannot get enough of you both. So please make like a butt and plug away anything you want the audience to find. Oh, we'll find us um, on social media. Like TikTok is probably my primary mm-hmm. um, method of social media now. So if you find me on TikTok, you can find me at Sexologist E. Michelle on TikTok. Also Instagram. Um, Jerico has his TikTok at Sexologist for Hire. Mm-hmm. Um, what's your Instagram handle? I can't remember. It's also Sexologist for Hire. Um, and you can find us at sexologistemichelle.com. Or if you want to learn specifically from me, you want to join our next cohort for the Pleasure Masters Institute. Um, that happens. It's opening. Registration officially opened August 1st, which is today as we're recording this. Mm-hmm. And our next cohort starts October 3rd. Fun. That's pretty much it. 
Oh my gosh, thank you guys yeah. so much for giving me your time and sharing this space with me and just like spreading the love and I hope whoever listens to this can really feel that love and get your hole open just like how we've all had our holes open today. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And please get her hole open a little bit more. <laughs> I better log off before y'all start fucking on camera while the recording is on. So, um, to all those who made it this far into this chaotic ass conversation, thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Sex Ed with Tim podcast. Please do not forget to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts because you are supporting queer content, sex ed content, and you're just having a damn good time. And with that, I yeah. wish you all an amazing night, and I will see you at the next episode. Mwah! Bye. Thanks for listening to the Sex Ed with Tim podcast. Sex Ed with Tim is created and produced by me, Tim Lagman. Music is Aces High by Kevin McLeod. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at GaySlutClown and at Sex Ed with Tim. You can also like and follow me on the Sex Ed with Tim Facebook page. If you enjoyed the show, please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for all your support, you dirty little slut. Mwah!